Welcome to the Break the Chains, Find Your Flame podcast. My name is Steve Wopolinik. I'm a licensed mental health counselor and one of the founders of the Promethean Project. Our guests are people who have broke the chains of their limitations and found the strength of their potential. We offer their stories as inspiration and as guidance to help others navigate their quest to find their flame. Welcome back for episode 15. So excited for you guys to be here. 15 long episodes, and thank you all for sticking with us. As always, I'm your host, Steve Wopolinik, and episode 15 was a great episode for us. It's all about self-care. We get into some ways to take care of yourself, some of the natural traps of self-care, arguing against helping others versus helping yourself, and why it's important to take a few breaths and fill up your cup before you give to others. Our guest co-founded a company called Beyond Happiness. You'll hear us talk about that. It's a wellness and um, skincare product um, company, and they have YouTube and social gatherings too to work on social anxiety and just self-care in general. We even had another guest uh, pop in. You'll hear it in the beginning of the episode. You also hear... Uh, me talking to them about how we record and then completely doing the opposite of what I asked them to do. Uh, the episode in general is is really good. We talk a lot about uh, empaths and having empathy and helping others, um, but we also talk about some of the boundaries that are really important if you're empathetic to put up to continue to help other people. So um, I can't speak more about this episode. It's one of my favorite ones because we really get into self-care and that is something that to me is it just keeps hitting home more and more about what how we need to take care of ourselves to help others um so i'm really excited about this episode so without further ado here is episode 15 in a world where humanity's potential is imprisoned and locked away our only hope is to break the chains and find our flame. One thing to avoid, try not to like rub your hands because they will pick it up. Or sometimes when people talk, they'll go like this and you'll hear <laughs> hear a lot of um, just pounding on things. So, and I uh, disarms my phone so it wouldn't oh, cool. make any sounds. All right, welcome. We're here. I just did the thing I asked you. <laughs> We're here with Beyond Happiness. Um, so why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Yeah, I'm Aaron Andrews. I am a fourth year at Hampshire College, um, and I study business and wellness. Awesome. I am Mari Frances Somischaklowski. I am a Hampshire alum, and I am one of the co-founders of Beyond Happiness with Aaron. And we also have an extra guest with us today, Little Miss Moxie May. Yeah. Moxie May is my service dog. She's awesome. Yeah. She has one blue eye. Yeah. 
<laughs> so you know I love her because I'm all about blue eyes over here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm glad you guys are here. We met at an accelerator. This is probably the third episode that we had someone from the accelerator on because we had Oscar mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. and we had Michelle on. Um, and they're awesome, and you guys are awesome. So I'm glad we're we're bringing back the VVM guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what Beyond Happiness is? Yeah. So Beyond Happiness is a wellness business, and our mission is to help people feel better about themselves. And the way we do that is by creating natural skincare products. Um, we have a YouTube channel, and we also host small events. So what we're doing is creating an ecosystem of products and experiences that inspire people to take care of themselves and love who they already are. Um, I feel a lot of, feel like a lot of times we are always chasing this kind of happiness road and trying to achieve this thing, but we forget that what we're looking for is right in front of us. Um, so that's what we're trying to help people with, just to realize um, that they're already there. Nice. So it's like a multi-level approach to to doing some wellness uh, media. Yeah. But then also working on some self-care through products that kind of heighten mood or heighten your, you know, confidence in yourself. Exactly. Because there's not like one way to do things. There's not one way to um, find happiness. It's, it's, it's a lot of different ways. So we're trying to um, capture a lot like nice. that. And where did this come from? Like, how did you guys team up? Let me let me hear your stories. Yeah. Um, should I go back to my story first and how I started yeah. it? Do and that. then And then how Mari kind of came in? Because that's cool. how it began. Okay. So, or do you want to hear from... So I want to hear your story right. and stop where Mari came in and then we'll hear Mari's story and then we'll okay. overlap like a great novel. Yeah. And you guys can tell from that point on. Yeah. Cool. Um, so when I was a kid, I was always kind of like an entrepreneur and always doing stuff, creating stuff. Um, and then I, I think I was, I think it was my sophomore year of high school. I developed really like itchy, dry skin. Like it was very chronic, mm-hmm. um, like to the point where my skin would literally burn. And then I went to the doctors and my dermatologist said that, well, there's nothing we can do except just use unscented soap. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll just do that. And then my skin still burned. And then I was like, okay, why is my skin doing this? And I looked on the back of the ingredients of the soap I was using. And it's just a laundry list of all these chemicals. I was like, this is probably the reason why my skin is on fire every day. Um, So then I just took it upon myself just to do research and figure out natural alternatives to making my own soaps. So then I started using it for myself and just making soaps and like burning stuff (laughs) um it's just like my own thing that i did for myself and i started to cure my own skin problems Mm -hmm. and then i started just to share it with other people and then my high school teacher um was going on a business trip with his students and he knew that i had these products so he's like oh aaron you should like bring your products to this business trip it's a pitch competition um and then we're going to um, there's like 21 other contestants and I pitched my idea and ended up winning third place out of 21 other nice, teams. Nice. And I think it was that moment I knew that this is what I wanted to do with my business. And then when I got to college, I took more business classes. I wasn't really serious about it, but it just kind of grew naturally. Um, and yeah, and then I met Mari. My, what year was it? I think it was your second 
my third. Yeah, yeah. Because I actually met him in a panic trying to find housing. And this mm-hmm. is like how we met. And then it oh, like wow. leads into like how we became business partners. But we were like trying to find housing. We had like maybe five minutes before the housing contract was due. Right. Um, and we were like searching all over. We had nine people and we needed 10 to fill a house to get like housing on campus. Mm-hmm. And Aaron was like coming out of the dorms and I like knew of Aaron because of a mutual friend and so I like kind of knew him I ran up to him I was like please sign the contract we have like 30 seconds to get this in (laughs) and I was like I'll buy you whatever you need like air conditioner candy food like Netflix for a year whatever you need like I will buy it for you and he was like "Uh, okay all right um, I really so, didn't want to live. Yeah, <laughs> he really didn't want to. Um, but so fast forward to the fall and we're living like two doors down from each other in this house. And Aaron starts making these products and is like, oh, like, are you like interested in like all this kind of stuff? I was like, yeah, like this is kind of cool. Like you're making your own stuff. It's all natural, <laughs> like all that kind of stuff. And then... And at this point, the business was called Simply Smooth. Yeah. It wasn't even beyond happiness. It was, like, strictly skincare products, right. and that's it. And so... And that's how we actually met under Simply Smooth. Yeah. yeah. And so I think I helped Aaron with a Grinspoon competition. Yeah, yeah. Because um, for the Grinspoon, it's a um, all-women's competition. No, not Grinspoon. No, not, oh, no Grinspoon, you just needed, like help setting up and oh yeah, yeah. just organizing need, yeah. and stuff like that just and i was use like <laughs> i can organize i can make it look pretty like i was in charge of like designing the booth and all that kind of stuff and nice. so um i like helped him with that and then we got there and aaron was like okay so practice your pitch with me of simply smooth and i was like uh what <laughs> I didn't know I was pitching and I had like I such bad anxiety and I was like shaking the entire time but I got through the day we I ended up winning best booth and presentation yep nice yeah, yep. Awesome. and then from there Aaron invited me to be co-founder with him and it developed into Beyond Happiness well, well talk about how it developed into Beyond Happiness why don't you do that because Okay. My memory's a little foggy on that one. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, it was simply smooth. And when we got so we were getting into VBM and that was kind of like a rocky road. Because um, we were just like, you know, we didn't really know what I I I did. We knew what But we were challenged we wanted... in a lot of ways. Yeah. We, we were really challenged. We knew yeah. what we wanted for the end goal. Yeah. We didn't know how to get to that end goal. And that's where we were, like, being challenged on, like, are you a skincare business? Are you a wellness business? What the heck are you? Yeah. Like, we don't even know what you are. It kind of, like, fell apart. And, like, I was like, is this really going to work? And I was having a lot of doubts in my head um, about it. And then I think through that pressure, it kind of strengthened my confidence of, like, I know what I'm doing. um, More so than what other people were telling me that I should do. Um, and I started to do a lot of like, um, deep diving within myself. Like, why am I doing this? And I realized it wasn't for 
to, um, to make skincare products was actually to help people. Um, and then I, I remember I started a YouTube channel a long time ago called Beyond Happiness. Mm -hmm. And we found out that Simply Smooth, we were going to, um, we were trying to trade, wasn't trademarking. Oh, we're trying to file as an LLC. Yes. And then the person said, well, Simply Smooth is taken. So do you have a name that you can come up with on the spot? And I was like, oh, well, I'll come up. I had this YouTube channel, Beyond Happiness. Um, so I just had that. And then over time, it like grew into this wellness experience. That And it made so much more sense. Right. Like, Beyond Happiness. Like, it says so much more just in, like, the name of the business. Where, like, Simply Smooth, it was like... Skin and like that's about it. <laughs> yeah, what I, when you? I remember when you were be, you guys were being challenged on what you were <laughs> yeah. because I loved the idea, but I I, I I don't think people understood where you were going with it. Yeah, and I like the the name Beyond Happiness better than Simply Smooth because all I get from Simply Smooth is smooth skin, but then also like yeah, you can look fine. Right. Yeah, you, you're mad smooth, right? Right, um, right. But beyond happiness, I think, carries with with it more of the wellness message that in your original pitch where you kind of talk about your own journey with it. Right. I think that fit really well. Right. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I think, like, as we got further and further along with figuring out what beyond happiness was, like, it just clarified itself into, like, three different, like, pathways that anybody could really find their place in in Beyond Happiness. What is what is pathways? So the skin and hair care line. I love how how long you guys have been working <laughs> together because Aaron, without a, missing a beat, was like, "What are those pathways?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're tag teaming a pitch already. <laughs> yeah. Like the skin and hair care lines is one. Our YouTube channel is another, and we do events where people can like meet each other in person. Um, so that's really important. And then like, if you have like social anxieties or, you know, you're just not having a good day where you can get out of the room, that's where the YouTube comes in and like into play. Um, and you can kind of see that there's other people who are going through the same stuff, right. but you're not alone, but you don't have to necessarily be in person. Also, like, also like encouraging them to get out more. Yeah. Um, and it's okay to get out of your comfort zone. It's also okay to be uncomfortable right. as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the skincare is pretty much to, like, take time with yourself and kind of um, give yourself that love and support that you need to be there for others as well. Mm. Um, so all three of them just, like, have an opportunity for each person to, like, find a connection, mm. whether it's with another person or themselves, which is important. Yeah, and I think um, I was going to say this, Aaron, when you were telling your story about your your skin, your rash and the burning of, mm -hmm. of, of the skin. I think so much of that stuff and, and so much chemical sensitivity is out there now that people kind of poo-poo away like, ah, oh, you're just, just deal with it. You you can't, you don't really react to that smell. Like, come on, man. Like, you're not that sensitive. Um, yeah. Well. And I... <laughs> You know, obviously, I don't agree with them, but I, I, I do think even in what I do with mental health, it's chemical sensitivity actually is a really big thing for people who've gone through trauma yep. or high anxiety yep. or depression. And, you know, the fact that you were able to notice and you're like, no, this is, I'm not going to just use this soap. I don't know what's in it. It's great. And I'm sure changing and making your own soap 
not only helped with the rash, but probably decreased the amount of inflammation you had in your body. Right. And probably affected your mood a lot better as right. well. Right. And I think everything, hearing how you guys talked about it this time, it makes so much sense to me. And I love it because you guys really did that hard work to look at what you wanted to accomplish, that end goal, and really, you know, go from there backwards to figure out how to construct it. Right. And I think those three pathways are fantastic. Right. Um, so I think something that we got into, um, which other companies may not, is why, why, like, are they doing it? Um, so a lot of companies always are focused on the market research and like this and that and like, how can we grow? How can we do this? But never really understanding like, why the heck am I here? Why should anybody trust you? Why should anybody buy your product? What, what do you stand for? Mm-hmm. And I think it's when we found that that's what made a difference in our sales like skyrocket mm-hmm. because of that because we actually stood for something that people can actually like believe in and connect with yeah and i think that like resonates a lot with like younger people too especially now when everything is just like kind of being thrown at you just to get your money yeah and mm-hmm. we're not really so concerned with like yeah, the we... purchase if we don't get a purchase and we just make somebody smile, right? that's like we made their day. Or yeah. we like made a little difference in this hour that they spent with us. Yeah. And I think that's way more important than the dollar sign of it all. Yeah, and like a lot of people, mentors were kind of like skeptical of us getting um, new packaging. Mm-hmm. So all it's going to cost more. You should make it cheaper so that you can get more revenue. Um, but... We actually got more revenue after we changed our packaging and made it more expensive. Tell about the packaging. Yeah. Like what it is. Yeah. Um, so it's fully biodegradable now. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Like com- the whole the whole thing. You can take you can buy a product from us, not use it, and put it straight into the ground, and then within four months it'll decompose. Um, and we I just so I got the packaging and I put it in my grandmother's garden before I went back to school and I just checked it a couple weeks ago. And it's, it's starting to fall apart. That's awesome, um, man. So the bacteria is starting to kind of deteriorate um, the beeswax and the packaging itself. Um, even though the packaging was more expensive, people are willing to pay a premium for it. Right. What's, so it, what's the packaging made of? Um, it's a very special kind of paper that we um, partner with another company that sources the packaging out to us. Nice. Um, but it's it w- pretty much like plant-based paper. Yeah. Um, it's like a mixture of different types of like plant-based papers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, along with cardboard. It's sturdy enough, but it wasn't oil-proof or waterproof. Um, so our idea with that was to cover it with beeswax. Nice. Yeah. Um, which was really cool because beeswax never goes bad and mm-hmm. it's very strong and sturdy. Um, so yeah, we kind of like, it's, it's like really cool how we... Yeah. How yeah. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think we can. I didn't think we can do it. Yeah, there or was like, a couple months ago where Aaron's like, I, I don't know. So how how are we going to get <laughs> packaging that bottle of crazy to the ground? Yeah. yeah, I like found a place. We got it. Nice. And everybody's been like all over it since. You get so you guys at home can't see, but they're just both really smiling as they're talking about this packaging, <laughs> which which just goes to show, right? Like how invested you guys are in in making the right product for the right reason with the right. Even the packaging, right? I think 
Yeah. That's an important thing to focus on, and that just strengthens what you were saying about how other people are looking at the bottom line, what the revenue is, uh, making something that people want, but also the why to it is really important for you guys at Beyond Happiness to to really put out a product out there that you guys would buy, that you made for yourself originally, yeah. right? Um, but also that it's not going to harm anything else by, <laughs> by the use of it, right? Right. Um, and I think in today's world, we're so fascinated on doing things faster and quicker to the point where quality goes down. Um, but I think when we get into doing things faster, it, like the point of there's, there's like, there's like no point of doing it cause it was done so fast. Mm. Um, and you don't really enjoy the process. So our goal is to actually enjoy making products and enjoy helping people. Like, yes, it might take longer to make these products and pump them out. We probably can't pump out thousands of products in a couple of days, but the products that we do make actually resonate with people. I right. think that's very important. And I think one of the cool things that I find in, in the practices that I do working with younger kids and, and talking about technology and everything that's out mm. there, we have become a society that is more task oriented because of the access of, of digital platforms or, you know, apps mm. or communication. Uh, one of the studies I've been really key on and I talk about with families is there's something to be said about how fast we communicate now that rather than slowing down and thinking about what our message is, we just respond to it like it's a task. Mm. And I think it's really important mm. to pay attention to that because I know there have been times at the end of the day in my head, you know, some anxiety spinning. Oh, I didn't get back to this person. Oh, I didn't answer this text. I need yeah. to do it. And they're useless texts. They're just like, <laughs> hey, what do you have for dinner? Yeah. yeah. I, I got to get back to them, man. <laughs> and and the thing with that is once you start engaging that side of your brain that's task-oriented over creative creativity-oriented or, or emotionally-oriented, it becomes an impulsive response rather than a well-thought-out response. And what, you know, why you were talking about slowing down and really doing it, I was thinking about the, this beard oil company that uh, I got gifted from my lovely wife, mm-hmm. uh, if she's listening. <laughs> and, uh, it, it, you know, the product was good. There wasn't a lot of extra stuff in it. Right, right. You know, the wash had the most stuff in it, but uh, the oil for the beard That's and nice. the um, butter for the beard, were just simple, you know, mm-hmm. um, shea butter and coconut oil and mm-hmm. then some scent, nice. right? Yeah. But what I found was because it was a multi-step process, I wasn't enjoying the act of using it. It was like, okay, wa- wash the beard. Okay, oil the beard. Okay, oh. butter the beard. Right? Mm. And I, you know, I like the products. I'm not going to throw shade at them. But right. I found that I went to Whole Foods and I got a simple um, shea butter and coconut oil mix from Alifia, I think that's the name mm-hmm. of the company. Mm-hmm. I just use that for my beard now, just that. And we add our own uh, essential oils. Nice. To it. Mm-hmm. And now I actually enjoy, you know, I got a comb. I process comb, comb it through, yeah. you know, make sure my mustache is on point. Anyone who's, who doesn't have a beard doesn't understand how amazing it is to, <laughs> to actually take your time and rather than worry about it. But I think that fits into what you're saying is, is we, we move at a fast pace. We like to have just 
we don't even think about the packaging. We're, we're becoming more cautious about that. You know, all the stuff about Starbucks and, and yeah. the, the straws and, yeah. mm-hmm. and biodegradable things. Dunkin' Donuts is even trying to get rid of their styrofoam. Mm-hmm. Although I've heard that story for the last five years. I don't yeah. <laughs> know what's taking them so long. Right. Um, but I love the fact that you guys found it. You wanted it to happen. You didn't know if it was. You made it happen. And then also the beeswax, because when I think of beeswax, I just think of old school, you know, different cultures, different different tribes, mm. you know, just using be- beeswax for, for a bunch of stuff. And right. we, we've mm. stepped away from it because it's it's not, it's a slower process. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I really connect to that. And I'm a huge fantasy geek. So I also think <laughs> of like Lord of the Rings yeah, and, yeah. And, and all those like medieval time fantasy stories and I'm like oh that's really cool i'm i'm digging it just on the packaging right yeah you know? and we um went to a what was it what was it it was um the kutztown fair in pennsylvania mm-hmm. everything there was so like it was it was handmade and so authentic and everything had like a purpose mm-hmm. there's nothing there that was made quickly or fast like all the food tastes better yeah. smell better mm-hmm. it looked better um, just the crafts there were just so beautiful. Like even the simplest of things were just really, really well done. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that kind of excited us about starting like the beeswax packaging was there was a whole beehive that was put on display and you could see the worker bees going in and out and like, Oh, oh is that where I came from? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. That's where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember couple or a day or that day I think it was that day that day we started talking about like oh like bees like bees are so important and yet they're one of the most like endangered insects out there but they like make us live they make this whole world go around um and so they're one of the most important animals on this planet and yet they're going away right so that was like something like we were thinking okay beeswax makes things waterproof the bees need help let's make some of our proceeds that we make from our beeswax candles um go to local farmers to help save the bees and so that has been like our underlying kind of mission as well like support the bees save the bees so that we can keep doing the things that we're doing Mm -hmm. and they can keep doing the things that they're doing Mm -hmm. to help this world go around so it's kind of like a give back um, and so many people are so passionate about like bees yeah. and like, I have a cousin bees. who just started her own hive and she's nice. loving it. Yeah. Nice. Shout out to Carrie if she's listening to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People just gravitate towards the biodegradable, the mission that we have, and then just like saving the bees. Yeah. Um, so I just want to bring it back to wellness yeah. for a second. Um, so I think with our business, something that I, so the Facebook post that we recently did, um, do you want to talk about it from your perspective? Go ahead, go ahead. You can talk about it. No, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we've been, with our videos and just the business itself, we've been like just pumping out a lot of content, um, but it wasn't really, con- is that? Oh, okay. I know which post you're talking about now. Okay. I got you. You want to talk about it? Okay. Sure. I love how you were located. You go ahead because you weren't quite <laughs> sure what he was <laughs> talking about. You can talk about it. Um, I feel like you've been talking a lot. No, no, you're good. You could talk. 
if you want it. No, go ahead. Okay. Um, so the videos that we've been doing a lot more recently have been kind of centered around like white females a mm. lot. And there has been a lack of like male representation. Diversity. And diversity in general. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so. Yeah, I think I got it now. <laughs> um, so it, like, it wasn't like the videos were bad. Mm-hmm. It's just there wasn't a lot of substance to them. It's just like, like, oh wow, this is a cool video. And that's a, that's about it. That's all as far as it went. Um, and then I met with my friend Bree Harris. Shout out to Bree Harris if she watches this or listens to it. Um, and I met with her family, and they're um, giving me a lot of feedback. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, I don't really know what you do when I look at your Instagram. I just see really cool videos and pretty girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really, like, hit me because I that's not what I wanted to do. Right. Um, so I spent the night, like, with all that advice and decided to, okay, I'm going to add um, different people to the videos, add diversity. And then I made a post that said self-care um, is for men, too. And then I said, like, we're standing up for... What, was, what did Paul say? I don't know. I just remember, like, men do self-care, too. Yeah, men do self-care, too. And then I said, self-care doesn't have a preference. It doesn't matter if you're black, white, green, or purple. Um, self-care is for everyone, and men, too. And then that post reached almost a 1,000 impressions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was the point where I knew that wellness is not just about people taking a bath bomb or watching Netflix at night. It's really about telling stories and sharing yeah. with people and letting people in as well. And helping them learn kind of about self-care because I think there's such a image of it and like a stigma of what it has to be mm-hmm. and how it's unreachable. Right. Um, but like a lot of guys don't know like where even to start with self-care. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we're... Um, Aaron made a great video um, that called, kind of... Called Do What You Love. Yeah, and that yes. kind of just took everybody's perspective. And it was a great video. It was so good. Yeah. So, yeah. I, rem- I remember that post. And I think that's... Oh, you saw it? Yeah. Nice. The the men do self-care too. Or, yeah. um, and it, and it is, it's really pertinent. I remember I had, a, I had this weird post... Like years back, I would, you know, one of my passions is to do more research on what I do. And that's kind of where our nonprofit came from because okay. I had the background in counseling, I had the background in my own journey with weight loss and, and dealing with anxiety and depression and emotional overeating. Mm-hmm. And I learned so much through that journey that I wanted to know more. And, mm-hmm. and right, you know, right now I'm working on a, a certification for nutrition and supplementation for mental health. Uh, where I'll be able to to talk about nutrition and supplementation uh, for people who may not want to try meds yet or mm-hmm. as a step before doing meds mm-hmm. for anxiety or depression. Uh, and it speaks so much to me because I never knew um, a lot of that. But in, in doing some of the research, you know, really looking at the neuroscience to, to wellness and, and, and health, um, one of the things that that's that came out a couple years ago i posted about self-care affects the brain 
in the same area, the dopamine production and the wellness pr- wow. production as things that we all enjoy, like having that glass of wine, if that's your mm. thing, or chocolate or cigarettes or whatever it is. Some of those are, oh, are vices. Right. But we look at how often do we we see ads for uh, working moms coming home after a long day and having a glass of wine, mm. right? which no hate on that. But I also think it kind of creates this image that, hey, you need to, to reach outside of yourself for self-care. And I think sometimes that's fine. But I also think investing in self-care for yourself in different ways is also really important. Mm-hmm. And I think... The message that I, I, I love about that is that um, there is such a stigma to self-care. It's it's really looked at as selfish. Oh, why, right, you know, right, right. why you should do for others. And, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things, and that came up in, in my, my post, and one of the things I said was, yeah, you should do for others. But it's the same thing you tell like working moms or, or parents is like you got to take care of yourself so you can be there for the the other people. And so I think the stigma is really uh, in mental health, but in self care is just really pervasive. And and I'm not really sure why, aside from the fact that people see it as, as selfish to invest in yourself sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love that you had that post about it because I, I think it does kind of point out that self care can be going to a spa or mm-hmm. it can be just investing in something you align with for, you know, skincare mm-hmm. can be taking 15 minutes to like paint your nails mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. for me to brush my beard. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the things I recently invested in is just like a, a, a body brush to, to scrub mm-hmm. um, nice. before going into the shower. And I was re- like, when I looked into it, I'm like, oh, I'm not sure. Like, what do I need to do this? And then I realized, like, oh, no, I want to do this because mm-hmm. it feels great. It feels, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's weird at first, but the more you do it, it's like, oh, it's, it's, it's getting the blood to those areas. It's if you have any acne, if you have any, like, bumpy skin or irritations or things like that, it, it helps the healing process with it. And it mm-hmm. cleans your pores really mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it is these, these smaller things that we don't think of as self-care we can make it a self-care act even if it's five minutes right yeah yeah we got into it a little bit um with just the difference between taking care of yourself and also helping others remember yeah we had a yeah you know like everybody has a little conflict with yeah. like in the business yeah it wasn't like a conflict it's just we have different perspectives yeah on exactly things. um i'm the type of person that if i'm stressing out i will not do it like, mm-hmm. I will like because um, my idea is I can't pour from an empty cup mm-hmm. like I'd rather be at some place where I'm like full and I can really give than be at some place where I'm half empty and I in a bad mood I don't want to be there right that kind of thing um, so yeah and then Mari's perspective is that she wants to help people and do things for people um, even if I have an empty cup yeah. I just like keep going until I'm like literally broken. Mm-hmm. And then I like everything just <laughs> pours out. <laughs> yeah. It's a tricky balance. And, you know, yeah. being business partners, um, even, you know, for me and my wife, one of the things we've learned that we have to do is 
communicate about what we need to do for ourselves during the course of the day because it gets hectic and we have a four-year-old daughter and she's crazy and (laughs) awesome and all the good things but (laughs) also we we need we found we needed to to communicate of what we needed and so Mm -hmm. a lot of times my wife would be like hey do you have to get a workout in and like yeah okay let's do that and then and i'll respond like hey do you have to do qigong tonight or do you want to meditate and she said, yeah, I'd like, I'd like to do that. So we try to keep that in the oh, schedule as mu- much as we can. That's awesome. Uh, and sometimes, you know, one of us is like, hey, I know we have stuff to do today, but I'd really like to go for a run. Or, hey, I know we got stuff to do for today, but I really want to paint my nails or um, right, right, right. read, read mm-hmm. my book for a little bit. And yeah. we try to work that in as if it is just as important as paying the bills. Or mm. I think it's more important, but I, I think sometimes when you associate it on the same length of this important stuff we have to do, um, it's easier to, to accomplish it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's what we're trying to get at. We had conversations about just, um, be more communicative Mm -hmm. about things and what our needs are and roles. Yeah. Um, and like adding more self care to our routine. Cause it's not just, we can't just do business. And especially being, um, like, this is the first year where we're not in the same space. Like, last yeah. year and the year before, we lived in the same house with, like, eight other people. So we were just a door away from each other. Now it's, like, Aaron's still on campus and I'm down the road. And it's not that far, but with, like, me, like, working a part-time job and mm-hmm. then doing Beyond Happiness and, like, my own business as well. And then Aaron doing his div, um, beyond happiness and juggling all of that. It's like, how do we schedule each other like, and actually like meet and communicate with that. And I think that's something that we're still trying to work out even now. Cause it's just like brand new, like not being in the same space. Right. I mean, and I'll speak from my perspective too, um, Having a, a full-time day job, my brother has two, my sister has one. They, My sister had a, a kid, he's um, nine months, he's awesome. Wow. My brother had a kid, he's 15 months. And you know, me having a, a crazy four-year-old, uh, it is really hard to find time to sit down and, and plan and, and really give it a fair shake. We do... We do um, you know, FaceTime or we'll do some kind of Zoom call and, and we'll go through some of it. But I also think that in-person connection with each other is super important as well. Mm-hmm. And so we have to get better at that as well. And I'm glad you guys brought that up because I think to make a business work, the communication definitely has to be there. Um, and we're trying, you guys trying, and I'm sure you guys will find a way to make it make it work. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're already on the way. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So I have a couple of questions that are pretty standard to, okay, cool. to the interview. Um, and I want to get to them. Um, but I, I had one question for you guys before, because I think it's really important because I think sometimes I want to talk about the name Beyond Happiness because I love it. And you guys explained your, your philosophy. I want to dig in a little bit deeper on it, though, because I could see how someone could look at it and really pay attention to it and say, okay, beyond happiness, that's got to be something like at the end of the rainbow, right? Something really intense beyond (laughs) this feeling of happiness. And that's cool. 
But for me, it might just be my background in mental health and my own background. I think the message is also about achieving happiness, but having that not be the only goal in life. Like having this ability to sit with being anxious or socially anxious or just sit at home and still be okay that, yeah, you may not be happy right now, but you're still here. You're still doing things. You're still in that act of living. Mm-hmm. And again, that could just be my my background in the field, but that's kind mm-hmm. of the sense I was getting from what, what you guys were talking about with the pathways and everything of that nature. So I want to just ask you guys yeah. individually um, what beyond happiness means for you. Yeah. Um, do you want to? Go ahead. Take a stab. You want to hear what I say so you can? <laughs> <laughs> I need to gather my thoughts. All right. Um, so beyond happiness was it's the reason why the name is set up the way it is, is to kind of challenge people um, and also help them realize that there isn't a beyond happiness mm. and to kind of get them to kind of explore like, oh, okay, I'm going to chase this. I want to chase that. And I want to chase this. And then you kind of figure out that there is nothing to chase at the right. end of the day. Um, so it's kind of like, not like a, like, like a myth, but just kind of like a realization that people make throughout just being with the business is Mm. that, oh, wow, this thing that I was chasing, which was beyond, um, it's not, it's actually right here. Um, and it's just realizing that. And it's just like when you're, when you're a baby, you didn't think you were ugly. And you didn't really think that you were um, a bad person. But through growing up, you kind of lose that kind of sense of identity and um, happiness that you that was already there. Um, and so our goal with the name of Beyond Happiness is just to challenge people and to help them realize that it's right in front of you. And because it's in front of you, that's why you don't get it. Nice. I like to think of um, trying to love yourself as like a dog trying to chase his own tail. Yeah. It's, you already do. Right. Um, it's kind of like why you can't really see yourself in a way. It's really like philosophy, but, um, but yeah, like you can't really like, yeah, it's hard to explain. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I get exactly what you're talking about. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, some of those memes that are out there that, when people talk about race and they're talking about, Hey, you weren't born racist. That's something like your culture, whoever you were exposed to kind of taught you and and kind of changed your ideals. It's almost the same way. Like, Hey, you never thought you were ugly or or worthless before until something kind of informed that, that point of view on, on your end. Right. And then like, for me, it was like, the more I tried to love myself, the more I didn't, Mm -hmm. it just kept, kept going away from me the more I tried to look better the more I didn't um and then it's just when I realized just to let that go and I realized that the thing the person I'm looking for was myself this whole time right um and the reason why I look up to certain people is my own reasons because I resonate with that is coming from myself mm-hmm. if it wasn't me that I wouldn't think it yeah it's a very buddhist philosophy of, yeah <laughs> hey this negativity that this suffering that exists in the world it exists because we try to hold on to too much and by letting go and, and not trying to force something to happen the suffering also disappears it's right. a very simple way to right, right. <laughs> kind no, no, of no. sum up buddhism but but it's, it's something i completely agree with yeah 
um, yeah, I've been watching a lot of Alan Watts, and that kind of helped shape um, just my perspective on self-care and self-love. Nice. Yeah, you're like an Alan Watts expert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'll get in the car and he'll be like, so I watched another video on Alan Watts. He said, and then blah, blah, blah. And it's like always like so like perfect with like what we're trying to do next. Yeah, yeah and there's this one section where you're talking about, was it swimming? Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, and that when you think about it, the point of swimming isn't to get to the other side of the, um, pool. pool. The point of swimming is to enjoy the water flowing over you and just to enjoy the process of moving through water. Right. And the point of dancing, you don't go and dance like, okay, I'm going to go from this point in the room to that point in the room. No, the point of dancing is to, to dance enjoy and to it. enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I think we forget that a lot. Yeah. I think uh, one of the things I always talk about too in here, and I think I've mentioned it on podcasts before, is is stuff like that is we misconstrue some some of the points of what we do or some of the points of what happens to us in us and, and with our brain i'm a big believer that all emotions are, are messages for us and and that there are no positive or positive or negative emotions they're just emotions and they're mm. trying to convey something to us and it's how we either honor or push away creates that that negative or positive yeah kind of. there was a quote from alan once that said that um, hate doesn't lead to violence is unacknowledged hate that leads to violence yeah. so whatever you're feeling is completely normal you know we get shamed if you hate somebody we get shamed if you really love somebody mm. you get shamed if you're a guy and you cry um, so it's not the emotion that's the problem it's like how we deal with it yeah. like just because you're feeling a certain way doesn't mean you act with that emotion but it is perfectly okay for you to have that emotion right Mm-hmm. and normal yeah. for you to have that emotion. I think it's when we try to not be sad and try to not hate people. That's when that tension starts to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really poignant because I think one of my favorite things to say is, why does pain exist, right? Mm-hmm. Why does that exist? And when I talk to kids about it, they'll say, well, it's telling you something's wrong in your body. It's like, mm-hmm. exactly. But we all hate pain. Mm-hmm. We all try to stay away from pain. Right, which makes sense, mm-hmm. but we all hate it when we're we're in pain. But it is just a message to tell us something's askew. It's trying to help us mm. either navigate better if we stub a toe, or or tell us, "Hey, man, your leg's broken. Right. You probably shouldn't keep doing what you're doing." Right. Um, but it is exactly what you're talking about. Is is we build up these in what we call in psychology schemas of like how the world operates, and mm. a lot of times we just think of those schemas instead of thinking about what the message is mm-hmm. or what the purpose is. Mm-hmm. It's a great answer. Your turn. Um, it's such a hard question. I still haven't had a complete thought on it, but I'm going to try. Um, so I think beyond happiness, I'm, I'm thinking of looking at the person the other person and so seeing their happiness and then looking beyond and seeing that person I think is something that I value a lot so I always try and you know everybody has these big or little emotions and stuff like that but I always try um to see kind of past that person I don't know you're smiling no, keep going. I like it. <laughs> um just because like I am like 
I care so like deeply about other people that I'm always like seeing their emotions and like seeing what they're going through and trying to help them. Um, and I think, you know, you have to take care of yourself in order to help that person. Mm. Um, and sometimes I go with like the opposite approach. So even if I'm not feeling good, I want to make sure that that other person feels good. And then sometimes that makes that like fulfills me a little bit. Um, and you know, I'm just very aware of other people's feelings and emotions and stuff like that. And I think, you know, if that is, you know, being with other people at an event and you can like make a connection and make a friend kind of, you know, past all those emotions, um, that's really special because then you have like this connection with this person that you would have never known before. Right. Um, you can make a connection with yourself and, um, just by, you know, with my skincare routine, sometimes it's hard for me to do, but if I like get like really into it, like some of like the creams, I will just like take a moment and just let it sink in. Um, and that like kind of helps me kind of ground myself, Mm -hmm. I think. And so like, kind of looking past is what I think the happiness and like not denying it because I think it's such a great thing. Um, but kind of looking deeper into yourself. Yeah. I feel like you're, you're a really good definition of being an empath. (laughs) And uh, I also feel like you'd be a really good co-regulator in the sense of when, when people are dysregulated or having trouble, just spending time together would help them regulate. Yeah. And, and vice versa, spending time with someone also helps you regulate, which exactly. makes sense why that kind of approach is, is your approach to self-care and helping others. Yeah. Awesome. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys ready for the two last questions? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so as you guys can tell from my office, I'm a huge geek, so <laughs> they are comic book related. Yes. Um, so the first question to you guys is if you could have one superpower... Mm. What would it be and why? I'll be the Hulk. That's a I'll superpower? Be, yeah. The Hulk? Strength. Okay, strength is a superpower. The Hulk is a person. Hulk's a superpower. <laughs> In my world. Okay. I'll be the Hulk. Okay. Why? Because he really, he can't die. Well, maybe, no. Actually, no, he can't. Didn't right? he, like, get, Mm-mm. like, something in a movie? No, he can't die because he... he he can adapt to outer space. He can adapt to any planet. Did he evaporate, though? No, he didn't and, evaporate. No, no, like, he went, like, oh, save me. And then, like, he, like, Oh, Adventures in Green? Yeah. Yeah, but if you watch the newest one, okay, well, you'll know that you know, not... I haven't gotten around to that. <laughs> <laughs> What's your superpower? Um, my superpower is flying. Mm-hmm. I just absolutely love, like, the freedom. And just, like, I don't know. There's something about flying that's, like... Just really relaxing. Yeah. I don't know. I really want to try it. <laughs> I would love to be a bird. Both good superpowers. Uh, so a, a little thing on the Hulk is his cells actually regenerate. Right. So right. that's why that's why he can kind of be sustained in that way. Yeah. There has been some drama in the comics recently. I haven't really been reading them, but I, I read snippets and updates on some of them. And that, like, his face just got melted off by... 
the the new abomination. Some crazy stuff is happening, and the She Hulk, wow. the new She Hulk, is also like taking them on. There's a She Hulk. Yeah, there's, there's a couple She Hulks. There's, there's a red there's one. Red Hulk, there's gray. a green one. Yeah. There's a so, lot. There's oh, a whole I want to see a movie universe. on that. We could do a whole a whole podcast on the Hulk. I think maybe yes. we'll have you back on Aaron, and we can have a forum <laughs> on Incredible Word. Um, there's also the Crazy Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. Crazier than the I'm Hulk. missing out. <laughs> there's a lot. Um, he's a he's a good character though, because yeah. there's a lot of like two sided story to in depth. Him. Yeah. Um, so second question is similar in that vein, but what do you guys think are your natural superpowers that you guys do? Currently? Oh, yeah. I got it. Ma, you want to go first? You can go first this time. No, I, I have no idea. Spoiler oh. alert: Aaron's is the Hulk. That's his natural superpower. <laughs> He punched through the wall to get in here. Yes. That's how I got in. And I jumped from, from Hampton to here to get here. Um, my natural superpower. That's not like a, it's like an actual, like a real thing. That well, like a, a quality about yourself that yeah. you feel like is a strength. I just like to say superpower. My ability to connect with people. Nice. I think it's my superpower. Um, I think I have, I believe I have a unique ability to connect with people on a deeper level. Um, like me and one other person can be in a room together and like we would just start talking. Just I can create friendships very quickly and um, and then have them mean something. Mm-hmm. And I think I value that when I hang out with people. I like I value the person and their emotions and like just sharing the experience with people. Nice. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is gonna be a hard, hard question for you to answer, just based on our our talk about yeah. empath and. <laughs> yeah, um, I think now this is a slightly removed from the business, but I think my superpower would probably be like how to like relate and be and care for babies and dogs I work at a daycare and oh, nice. so I like am with infants like all the time and toddlers and preschoolers but I've worked in the infant room a lot and I can like just take a baby and calm it down and like when it won't stop crying and stuff like that so I like to think that that's my superhero <laughs> the co-regulator would yeah. be your superhero now yeah that's, that's <laughs> exactly I like it yeah. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, do you guys have a, a message or one last thing to throw out to the listeners that you want to put out there? Message. I would say just if you have an idea, go for it. And if it doesn't work, try again. And if also a second one is if you're having a bad day, tomorrow will be better. I like it. You have so many. <laughs> I was like, I want to challenge. Is that okay? Well, yeah, I want to challenge. challenge. I want to yeah. challenge your um, that. Um, I think it's when we look towards if we, when we look towards that, all oh, the next day is gonna be better. Then that means this day really does suck, and mm. we have a hard time living now. It's always that the next thing I'll have to get here now, mm. or what's happening tomorrow I have to get this thing, and it's always that next step. Um, so something that I do is just being okay with being not okay. Yeah. Like, you know what? 
I feel crappy right now. And you know what? Maybe tomorrow will be better, maybe not. But just letting that be. Um, but yeah. And then another thing is that speed is only good if you're the only one who has it. Because once everybody catches up to you, you're just going faster to undesired places. Um, and then, yeah. Nice. Sorry, no, that's a valid I'm challenge. So no, that's okay. That's a valid challenge because I like what you said. I'm just like, oh, yeah. You know, sometimes I just feel like there's some days where like I struggle with like depression and anxiety, and like I know the day is not going to be good, mm-hmm. and I just need to know that tomorrow is going to be better. But like, I totally get your challenge, and like, I totally agree with it as well. My reframe on on that statement that you hear a lot is is tomorrow's another day there you go right? mm. because it doesn't put a mm. lot of pressure on the day it's just like hey you you have another chance to to kind of That's live live one. in the world and see what happens tomorrow like and it could one. be anxiety and depression but it's it's still i think to some extent what you're saying is like always going to the next thing can be really tiring and, and you're not present in it and I agree with that, but I also think sometimes it can be really motivating to to know that there is a next step and, and mm-hmm. honor mm-hmm. that and be like, okay, tomorrow's another day. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I All agree. Right. <laughs> well, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate everything you do. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you for coming on. It was an honor to talk to you guys and, and catch up. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for giving definitely. us the opportunity to yeah, be definitely. here and talk with you. That was great. And stay tuned for episode two of Aaron and the Incredible Hulk. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. If you or someone you know would like to be on the podcast, please outreach to us at info at thepromethianproject.org. If you want to learn more about the Promethean Project or if you would like to donate to our cause, you can reach us at thepromethianproject.org. If you really do enjoy this podcast, please share with your friends. Please like our posts on social media, on Instagram and on Facebook. And please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or any podcast app that you like to listen to. Again, thank you for taking a listen. And remember that the most important step is always the next one.